Friends, if you have your Bible with you, or if you want to open another tab on your, your screen, please do so and turn to Psalm 16, verses 1 to 11. That's going to be our scripture today. And there's such good news in this psalm. I, I want you to read it in your own Bible so you know that I'm not making this stuff up. If you listen to Moments of Hope this week, I shared a story about our security system. And I'll just recap that briefly because we have a security system in our home. It used to be by ADT. Now it's through our cell phone, AT&T. We've had it for a number of years and we had cause a few years ago to check if it was working because we saw a light that was flashing on the screen. And so I called our provider and said, hey, I don't understand what this light means. Is there a problem? And the lady very helpfully said, yes, sir, there is a problem. That light tells you that your system is not connected to our system. And therefore, if you have a security breach in your home, then there's nothing that we can do about it because we're not connected. She said, oh my goodness, that doesn't sound good. What do we need to do to get connected? And she walked me through some steps that connected our home to their response center so that if our security is threatened, they are in a position to respond. I share that story and that picture because for probably about two years, we thought that our house and our property was safe and secure, but it wasn't because it wasn't connected to the agency that could help us. I call that pseudo-security. We had this feeling of being safe, but in reality, we weren't. We had the bells and the whistles and the stuff that told us we were safe, but because we weren't connected to that which protected us, we weren't. My concern is that many folks who fill our churches, many folks who are a part of our Christian culture, have a form of religion, but without the power. They have a sense of security, but because they're not personally connected with Jesus, when that security is breached, the help and protection and provision they need isn't there. It's a pseudo-security, and a pseudo-security does us no good. We can have a temporary security, but we're eternal beings. And so a temporary security that's not connected to the eternal does not help us. And so I want to talk today through Psalm 16 about how we can make sure that our vulnerabilities, that our needs that our desire for safety and security is connected to God, the one who can keep us safe. If you look at Psalm 16, it starts off at the beginning by saying a mictum of David. 
This word miktam is a mystery to many folks, but there are only six psalms that have this designation. And it seems to suggest that there's something very special about these six psalms. They're sometimes called the golden psalms. And what that tells us is that the words here are very, very special, are very, very important. If we are going to connect with God, the one who provides us with real security. As we talk through this psalm, I want to share with you three things, three ways that God keeps us secure as we trust in him. The first one is that God protects us. When we are connected to God, when he is our security, a man, do we need security in vulnerable times? Then one of the first things that he does is protect us. King David says, protect me, God. And bear in mind, this is King David, one of the most powerful men in the world who would click his fingers and and legions of armies would come and defend him. But he knows that that's not enough. He knows that his protection ultimately rests in the hand of God. Protect me, God, for I take refuge in you. When I am in you, I am safe. You are my hiding place. What does it look like to hide in God? It means we make two statements. Verse 2. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. You're in charge. You're in control. You know what's happening. You're the boss. I'm your servant. You are my Lord. And I have nothing good beside you. David is acknowledging that everything good that is happening in his life is happening as a result of God being at work. That's so true for you. That's so true for me. Anything good in my life is not something that I've earned. It's something that God has given. And if I have earned it, I've only earned it because God has given me the gifts to get everything good in my life is a gift from God. As I've been trying to beef up my spiritual disciplines a little bit in this time of quarantine, One of the things I've done is I found this little app on my my phone and it encouraged me to write down things that I'm grateful for. And some of the things I'm grateful for at the end of the day are profound and some of them are really mundane and silly. But all good things have been given by God. All good things come from heaven above. He continues, I've got nothing good outside of you. Verse 3, as for the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones. All of my delight is in them. The sorrows of those who take another God for themselves will multiply. What's he saying here? He's giving a little bit of cultural commentary. And he's saying those that are holy... Those that are taking refuge in God, those under the protection of God, are safe. Those who aren't, those who are chasing uh, idols, who are following after things that eventually leave them sorrowful, those sorrows are only going to multiply. And they're vulnerable and they're exposed and they're in danger. 
He's saying, God, I choose to ask you to protect me. Because as I look around the world, it's those who are moving towards holiness that are safe. And it's those who are running away from you and following false gods, little g-gods, that are getting in trouble. Lord, protect me. Lord, protect me. There is no protection in this world other than the protection that God offers I can't get a security system strong enough to protect me. Our protection comes from God and from God alone. It is God who protects our heart. It is God who protects our mind. It is God who protects our soul. The security that God offers you is a security that protects you. Protect me, God, for I take refuge in you. I don't want to speak of those that aren't protected by you. Because I know that you protect me. Then the first thing that David says about God's security is that when we're connected to God's security and the knowledge and love of Him, He protects us. There's a second thing that God says, and this is found on our next scripture. Not only does God protect us, when we're connected to God and His security, He provides for us. David says, Lord, You are my portion. Have you ever been hungry and you don't have enough food and you're not satisfied? Oh, there are times when we're hungry and we overeat and that doesn't satisfy us. It just makes us sick. If we want to be healthy, we've got to exercise some portion control. We've got to have the right portions. And David says, for my soul, you are my portion. You provide for me. Not too much, not too little, just enough. You fill me, God. You are my portion. You are my cup of blessing and you hold my future. This verse tells us two things. It tells us God is the one who blesses us. And it tells us God is the one who knows the future for us. In fact, it says, God, you are the one who holds my future. I love that phrase. God holds the future. Because one of the things that insecurity does, one of the things that happens to us when we don't have a connection with God, is that life can become really shaky. And it feels out of control. It's like the foolish man that Jesus talks about who builds his house upon the sand. And then there's the wise man who builds his house upon the rock. When we're insecure, when we're not on firm ground, and I would add to you that we're not right now, it's really important that we remember that there is one who holds our future. David says, God, you bless me, but you hold my future. 
Verse 6, he says, The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. What he's talking about here is that when the land was divided after Joshua conquered Canaan, David said, my people, my lineage was blessed with some beautiful land. And as we kind of unwrap that story, we see this principle that when we're living for God and with God and under God and under his provision, he provides beautiful things for us. He provides a beautiful inheritance. David is talking about the land that his ancestors were given, but he's also talking about the inheritance that is ours because of what Jesus has done. He's saying God has blessed you. God has provided for you. God has given himself to you. He has given you a wonderful inheritance, a portion he provides for you. When we're connected to God, when we let him be our security, we see a God who protects us, but we also see a God who provides for us. He's saying here, as you trust me, things will go well for you. That's the promise of God. If you can trust him, things will go well for you. Not necessarily in the moment, not necessarily in the immediate, but ultimately, as we trust God, we have a beautiful inheritance. Things will go well for us. Firstly, David says, if God is your security, he will protect you. Secondly, if God is your security, he will provide for you. Then there's a third scripture. Not only does God protect, not only does God provide, but thirdly, if God is our security, he will guide us. And he will guide us and take us and move us away from danger and lead us to the safety of his heavenly home. This is what the scripture says. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My body rests securely. When we're talking about connecting with God as our security, what David is saying is not only does God protect and provide, but he guides and he's going to guide me safely to where I need to go. Back up a little bit to verse 8. I will always let the Lord guide me. I don't know where I'm going, but he does. I don't know where he want to takes me, but I'm going to trust him. I will always let the Lord guide me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Hear that again. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Remember we said we're living in a shaky world. It's really easy to be insecure about the things that are happening around us. But God holds our right hand. The right hand was a, a, a position of authority and of influence and power. And we give God that position of influence and power and authority in our lives. And he becomes our right hand man, leading us to where we need to go, leading us to safe places. Therefore, my heart is glad. 
My whole being rejoices because I don't have to figure this life out on my own. I don't have to stumble around in the dark trying to figure out where I'm going. He guides me. My body rests securely. Some versions of that scripture talk about God takes care of us at night when we're restless. I don't know if you've been restless recently and having trouble sleeping. I've been sleeping on the the, the couch for the last couple of weeks and it's not too comfortable. I haven't been sleeping too well, but not because of the couch, because of the worries and the invitation of God is give that stuff to me because I want to guide you. I want to help you rest securely for he will not abandon me. To Sheol, we talked about this last week. Sheol is this place of death and hell. God's not going to abandon us. He wants to guide us. This was the message of Jesus. The apostle Paul used this scripture. Peter used this scripture. It was a message that in Jesus there is hope that he will take us to our home in heaven. That he will guide us to the places where we need to go. It may not happen in the moment. It may not happen immediately. But he will because his promise is secure. Because heaven is set. Because he's prepared a place for us there. He will not allow his faithful one to see decay. He reveals to us the path of life. The path of life through which he guides us. In your presence is abundant joy. At your right hand are eternal pleasures forevermore. This life he's giving is both eternal and abundant. And we can't get there on our own. He has to guide us there. Verse 7, I will bless the Lord who counsels me who gives me good advice as he guides and he helps me rest security securely and he doesn't abandon me and he reveals the path. When we're connected to God and his security, he protects and he provides and he guides. Hear that again because we're living in such an insecure, shaking world. He protects, He provides, and He guides. I started off the message by talking about our home security system. We had everything we needed here. And the security company had all they needed to keep us safe. And even though we thought we were safe, we weren't safe because we weren't connected to them. Friend, it can be the same in our relationship with God. We know we have need and we know he has answer. But we need to join the dots between our needs and his answer. You know how we do that? We trust Jesus. Because God knew that there was a separation. God God knew that we as humans are vulnerable to decay. He knew that this world would shake. 
He knew that people would be so insecure at times. He knew we weren't connected to him because in a garden, humanity walked away from him. And so he said, I got to do something about this. I'm going to send you, my son, Jesus, to help you connect with me. And through Jesus' life and his teaching and his example, and through his death and his forgiveness and his resurrection, he connected us who are shaky with him who loves us and can keep us safe and secure. God wants to protect you and he wants to provide for you and he wants to guide you. But here's the deal. He can't if you're not connected to him. And we get connected to him by handing our lives over to Jesus. By saying, I can't do it on my way. I need you. Lord, there's a whole a whole mess of violence and violation and sin in my life. And I can't deal with that. Forgiveness needs to deal with that so that I can connect with you. In these turbulent times, it's real, real easy to feel insecure. But our God offers us security. A security that protects, a security that provides, and a security that guides. But in order to receive that, we must let Jesus be the connector between us and between God. And so today as we wrap up, I would invite you to ask Jesus to do that, to be your connector, to be your Lord. All it takes is a simple prayer. God, I'm vulnerable, you're safe. God, I'm shaky, you're stable. God, I'm insecure, you're secure. Jesus, would you come and be my bridge? Would you come and be my strength? Would you come and be my connector? Friends, let's pray together. Lord, I thank you that as the psalmist said, you are our security. You are the one who protects and provides and guides. Help us to see that. But more than just seeing it, like my broken, unconnected, disconnected security system here at home, would you help us to move past a pseudo sense of security? and to connect with you through Jesus. If you want to do that today, just 
Just pray a little prayer. Jesus, I'm scared. Would you be my peace? Jesus, I'm broken. Would you fix me? Jesus, I'm a sinner. Would you save me? Jesus, I can't keep myself safe and strong. So would you be my Lord? Lord, you are our protection and our provider and our guide. But help us to draw close to Jesus. Who connects us to you. And we ask and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.